Today, we have our Portland co-host, author, mentor, and lover of community and family developer, Paul Mackey. We will dive into some incredible dialogue around what it might mean to belong, become, and be part of something bigger than ourselves, and how developing and creating a healthy community is vital to our well-being. Let's take a deep breath and let's get right into the conversation with me, Larissa Lambert, an Arizona real estate agent, a home developer strategist navigating midlife, and my dear friend Paul, as we discover what it is to be a socially modern neighbor. In this episode, we are going to finish our conversation around worldview, and um, we had to stop the second one. So this is going to be the third installment of that conversation with Paul Mackey. Before we get to our conversation, I wanted to kind of give my own worldview. Um, you will hear if you uh, listen to the end of this podcast today that I do try to explain my worldview with Paul. And when we did that recording, um, I felt uncertain about some things and just I have to be honest that I'm still forming a lot of my worldview. I mean, I think a lot of it is still formed, um, you know, in my forties. So I'm, I'm pretty established. However, I do think of myself as being someone who is always, I've always desired to want to know wisdom. I've wanted to know, um, understanding on the earth. And I, I think there's such depth to our humanity and what is created that there's so much to understand. And so I hope my life um, will always reflect somebody who doesn't have it figured out. Um, and so that's the process I'm in. I'm in a journey. I'm not in my late years yet of life. And I think that's okay. I'm giving myself permission that I'm still on a journey and, um, you know, my worldview is, has had some shifting in the last few years. And I hope that that remains. I hope that I never become so bent on seeing my world from one point of view. However, where I'm at today is much better than where I was at three, four, five, ten years ago. And I think what I want to say in this what I've been thinking about since that interview with Paul that you'll hear right after this is I said what I said and I'm, I feel good mostly about what I said and they are true statements about how I see things. But I do want to, I guess, take the opportunity. I've been thinking about my worldview and what's important for me to state going forward. If you hear this and then you hear future podcasts or maybe we can refer to this one that although I am an explorer of faith, of life, um, I feel like I'm someone who pioneers and wants, wants to go the depths. I, I believe in Christ. And I also believe my, my formation has changed in that, and that I see Christ in everything. Now I see him in all things. I see the, the love, the Trinity in, in all things. And I no longer deem something Christian or 
non-Christian or good and bad. I try not to use that language anymore, good and bad. I try not to look at a life or a person and look at the actions and behaviors and, and deem worthy or unworthy. And this is where my worldview have shifted. I have become um, more embracive that, that Christ is in everything and in all. And I think he can be found in everything. If it's love, if it's good, if it's uh, vibrant, if it has life on it, then we don't have to call that Christian. We don't have to call that um, those those typical ideas. I, I don't know have another word for it. And I apologize. I don't have better language right now to explain some of this. But with my history of having, I, I have I have done a lot in my lifetime. I have uh, lived life without relationship with with the Christ. I have, and I know what that what that feels like, and I know where that can lead the the torment that can have in one's life. And I have lived in relationship, but not in the depths of relationship that I am in today. And I've allowed my religion to cloud faith and cloud relationship. And so the last few years, I feel like my eyes have just been open to things that I never would have saw before in, in this idea around faith, around Jesus, around the Trinity. And so I am coming from, my worldview is from, I know I've had experiences, I've had encounters, those are might be words we might want to use, I've, I've engaged with a living God and a relationship with Jesus. And I don't, I don't think, I know that no one can ever convince me that who I know is not real because he has, they have presented themselves to me in ways that have changed me. They've, they, they have shown up in times that I did, I would not have created a scenario to be talked to, rescued and encountered in ways by a loving God. And so when you meet, when you have experiences, when you encounter a, a living God, you can't just take that away. And I, I guess one of my worldviews is I'm not afraid to go on uncharted territories in conversations and in thought that might seem risky to a lot of Christians, a lot of people of Christian Western Christianity. Again, I can only speak from my, my experience here in the West is that we have, we have a hard time engaging in any other thought other than what we've been told is right and wrong. What we, uh, we put parameters, even though we don't want to say there's parameters we have. And we've, we've written off many people and their ideas and their experiences and their, their questions out of fear of not believe truly believing that we are in Christ. 
And there's nothing, there's nothing that can, that can take me away from that. And I truly believe that now I believe now that I am his and he is mine. And nothing that I do, no places that I explore, nowhere that I want to um, engage is going to be too far, that I cannot go away from this God that has me. Now, I also have some ideas around, you know, being intentional around, I guess I'm speaking of a life that I, I do think of my relationship with God in all things. Let's okay. I'm going to not say all things. I mean, that's like way too, I don't know, not truthful. <laughs> it's not all things as much as I'm aware, as much as I think that I'm aware of my relationship with God and this Trinity, this alive being that I cannot go anywhere without him finding me. And I have gone to depths. I have explored life without him. I have tried to ignore who I am outside of being known in this way. And for me, it has led me to devastating, devastating results for my life. So much that at it, years past, when I have tried living without the consciousness of the Christ, I have lived in torment, lived with tormenting thoughts. I have thought about very dark things. I have encountered darkness in that way. And so I know that life and light comes from one source. And, and in, when you account, when you have experiences with that source, it becomes easier to find it. And so I guess I'm trying to give a statement here that just says, in future podcasts, we, we, we try not to always mention um, God, Jesus, the Trinity, because we're, we're wanting to invite all to the table. We want to have an invitation. We want to help. We now see, I see that we all are in this together. Like Paul said, Paul Mackey, I think it was in my previous podcast, or it's in this one you'll hear later today, that that it is no longer us and them. It is no longer me against you. It is no longer I'm right and you're wrong. It's that we are together. We are family. We are children. We are together. I am no better than the next person. I, I am living to the best of my capability. And I know some things and I don't know some things. I have wisdom and I don't have wisdom. I experience pain and sometimes I experience great joy. It's all human and it's all the experience and it's all my life. And I think each of us have that to share and we come to a table and share. We can share in life together. We can share our, our experiences, our questions, and that is okay to do it. It's safe to do. And so we're trying to create my heart, I should say, for this and why I want to share this worldview of mine is that I want an invitation. I want it to be, I want to be a place of invitation to anyone. 
and not give off that I know something so much better than anyone else. The only thing I know is something that's been given to me, not because I have done something so great. And that is given to everybody. My belief now, my worldview now is the thing that I do have hold, which I call Christ, which I call the Trinity, which I call divine relationship is offered to everybody. It is for everyone. We're all at the table. We're all family. All of us are here together. I am no better. I have not done anything to deserve it. I am, I am embraced by grace. I've been given a gift and I choose, I've seen my eyes have been opened. And so I choose it. I choose the grace. But if you aren't yet at a place of choosing grace, I believe you will. I believe that everyone will because it's so good. It's so unfathomable. Who am I to try to define it, explain it, give it, try to describe it? I cannot. I cannot give that. It's so big and so enormous and so experiential in us. It's so in my being now, in my cellular level. I cannot remove it. I cannot take it. I did not do anything to develop it. I'm just here. I'm just here. And, and he, they come and they interact with me. They welcome me and they welcome you. I think that what I have is for you too. And what I understand and what I think I know to the capacity I know it today, it's for you. And that's all. That's all I, I, my worldview is that, I guess. And, and it's forming under that umbrella of we all are welcome. We all can have it. No one is better. It's not about a life that I've done well or that I think a certain way. And so, so therefore I am someone better. No, we all are children. We're all loved the same. And this is my, my core belief, which leads me to the ability to go down trails and, and explore ideas and to ask questions that have to do with how do we become a family? How do we become more like family? How do we believe and live out this love? Because it is on the earth. Love is here. There's nothing we can do to take it away. It's here. It's present. We don't have to do anything. It just is. It's to be found. We can, we need to find it. Our eyes be opened, awakened, a, an awareness come about to each individual. We, we will have that, but the journey to get there is each his own. And so I guess, I hope this does a better idea around my worldview it doesn't seem as intelligent as maybe Paul explains his and maybe others. I know I'm taking big risks with this podcast to put my voice out here and you hear it and try to judge whether or not what I say is good or bad, is valuable or invaluable. Is it worthy? Is it honorable? I know that I'm, I'm putting myself at scrutiny at my age and honestly, this is probably my biggest fear of rejection, of people disagreeing with me, of not seeing my heart. And my heart is simply to love and be loved 
And I think it's for everyone. Love is so available to us. There's nothing I can do to get love. I just do. I just get it. And our eyes, our, our inner being, our uh, self-awareness to the love is it's only that is the only choice I make is to say, I want to find love. I want my eyes to be opened. Where are you, love? Where are you, wisdom? Where are you? How do I find you? How do I see you in midst of other messages? And there are a lot of messages on the earth. There are a lot of voices. There are a lot of things that want to tell us otherwise, that we are not loved, that you are not worthy, that you are not welcome, that you have to do certain things. And that primarily has come from the church. And I'm not against the church. And that's the other thing I, I need to maybe, I feel compelled to say early on in, in our journey here with our podcast, is I am not against the church as a whole. I do believe the church is changing. I do believe the Christian church is changing. I do believe many think uh, we need some kind of major saving on the earth or in our country. Many believe we need some uh, revival. And I do too. I believe these things, but I think it might look different than what we've expected and talked about and pray for. I think God is here. I think the Christ is on the earth. He has shown himself already. He is available and he wants all people to see this. And it was only by our demonstration of love that it will be done. And love, according to him, not our rules, not our ideas, not our structures, not even the Bible itself. And I know that's a risk to say, this is a risk. I'm taking risks that you will keep going with me down this journey. I'm taking risks that you will not like what I have to say. But ultimately, I want you to find that the Christ is love and he is everywhere and he is in you and he is in me. It's alive and you are vibrant and you are welcome. And this is my worldview, the simplest melted down way I can give it. And then I'm now forming other ideas on top of this foundation, this foundation that is very simple. It's a very simple foundation. Christ has come. He's already given himself. I, you, anyone is welcome. And if we see it, we are, that's all we have to do is see it. That's it. There's nothing more required. I don't have to perform any more than that. I don't have to understand all the things. I don't have to have an, even a good theology past, past that. I don't have to have a theology about the end times or baptisms or who's in and who's out or hell and heaven. None of it. Ultimately, my worldview doesn't matter. And I think all of us are going to be wrong in some capacity. Who actually can fathom the thing, these things? I don't, I cannot. I don't think you can either. I think we can try. I think we have ideas and thoughts and dreams and, and encounters and, and our bodies and our, and our souls experiences, but they are many. There is many and many form who God is, how this all will make sense someday. So I don't have to now have all the answers and give you listeners or my friends or my family, anyone else, an accountable answer to all of the things. Love is all. 
love is truly all, and we've got to quit saying it and then doing a different thing. Calling love something and then and then treating people, disregarding people, ignoring people, hurting. This is not love. We cannot say we are love and then treat people badly. And I want to go on a journey. I am developing these muscles too. I am not great at this. I want to be, I want love to pour out of me so that you, if you ever encounter me, you will experience love. Not because I'm forcing myself to appear to be loving, but I hope it comes out anyways. So I guess I'll end there. I will let the other part of this episode play and we will see where we'll go in the future. Um, yeah, I th- I w- I'm going to ask here in a second for one more worldview, if you have it, if you have yeah, one I more do. to share with us, um, just for time's sake. Uh, but my other thought was, you know, I feel like, yeah, hopefully this inspires people to, to ask questions, to think about mm-hmm. things differently. Um, but yes. I was thinking, you know, the other danger with this topic is people that just do, see all the problems and then we just complain about it. And I'm just going to kind of, that could be in any generation. I hear it in all generations doing that, you know, finding a problem and just, this is, this is the problem. And they just point at the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't need more of that, right? We don't need everybody just stating the obvious. What's the problems here? Um, But we need more, more solutions, more creative ideas, more people getting boots on the ground, like the guy in New York Mm -hmm. city who there's a problem. What can I do about it? And, mm-hmm. um, used his skills and passion to, to do that. And I, yes. I, I guess I'm mostly thinking just again, your age, your age group, you know, that I'm would guess that's a tendency to get to a point you've seen so much happen over the generations Yes. and you just want to, you know what? I have no participation anymore. I'm just going to sit back, watch yeah. the news and complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, well, hopefully this, some people in all age groups will hear some of this and, and get inspired to say, you know what, maybe yeah. I can still do something. If it is just helping take care of mm-hmm. a couple neighbors in my na- actual street, maybe that's what you can do to, yes. to bring back, just care for one another. Yeah. Sim- simple things. Well, yes. And, and so I, I love my local coffee shop, River Maiden, because it's a place where <clears throat> food provides a metaphor for all sorts of in exchanges to happen just randomly, but yet sort of intentionally, hmm. you know, how to greet people, how to stand in line and, and make people feel welcome. And you're not the one serving the coffee. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, sure. it's, yeah. it's a way, it's a way that we live yeah. and move through all the hours of our day. Yeah. Not just when I go volunteer at the food bank for an hour. Yeah. Uh, that we can be helpful and we can be part of the solution, not more part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Finding ways to participate in the world around us. <laughs> Thank you. I just, yeah. I'm going to throw this in real quick because I went to the airport and I, it was early morning. I think it was 6 a.m. And I had nothing to look on my phone. And so I decided I was not going to look at my phone and I wanted to count all the people that were not on their phones. 
And I think there was like 175 people, if I remember right, on this flight. And I think I counted 15 people that were not on their phones. And again, I'm thinking this is 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Like, we don't really need to be on our phones right now, do we? (laughs) But just kind of trying to make eye contact with people. And is anyone going to look at me? And no, no one would. Um, Even the the other 14 people that weren't on their phones, um, I couldn't get eye contact. No, it's fine. I just was making an observation of... Um, yes. that many people waiting for something and how much everybody's looking down and, yep. and I'm guilty of it too. I do it too, you know? Um, sure. so it would be a good place to start is. Well, it's not just our phone. Fo- it's not just the airplane. It's our supermarkets. It's our uh-huh. malls. It's, you know, everywhere where we find a group of people, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to, you know, reach across the aisle metaphorically yeah. to say, and, and, you know, touch somebody and right. uh, get their attention and be pleasant with them. It's not an easy chore, but uh, but it's worth it when we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, quickly, as quickly as sure. we can make this. Um, and you probably have more. So maybe we'll have to do it even another one. I don't know. Um, no. But do you have another important, your personal worldview that we need <clears throat> to know about you? So as we move forward in our conversations, when you talk, yes. you know, when you're saying something, pointing at something, we know that Paul Mackey, this is what, how he sees his world. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I can, and uh, all we'll just see where it goes. But uh, the, maybe the third thing that always advises my worldview every day, and, and many times during the day is that my spiritual life is not separate from my daily life. In other words, I don't have a view of spiritual things being somewhere else uh, in a book, uh, you know, a philosophy, a place, a church on the corner uh, that, that I go there to connect with my spiritual life. Uh, my spiritual life is connected uh, presently every moment of every day. And and I am an advocate that we are, um, it's important that we uh, value who we are spiritually as well as we value who we are physically as people. And that those two things go together. They're designed, I believe, they're designed to go together, and we're the best version of ourselves when they're connected. And uh, so I like to talk about that with people, and I and that will bleed out of a lot of things that I'll say and think. I will always immediately include a spiritual point of reference because, to me, that's connected. Um, I am designed to live as a human being in touch with both. And I feel the happiest and the most fulfilled when both of those parts of me are alive and present in the moments of the day. Mm. Can you put um, more legs on that? Can you sure build us a better, more idea around that? What it looks like in reality? Yes. So first of all, not only do I see myself that way, that I am spiritually alive as well as physically alive, that's not incumbent upon a certain kind of belief system. 
it's incumbent upon that I believe I've been created and I'm, I'm made to respond this way. And <clears throat> so uh, when I go to work, like today I worked, uh, I'm a sign painter and uh, I had a job to do at a truck shop today. And so while I'm there with uh, the crew that works at that shop, I don't relate to them like they're just worker bees on the job doing something. I relate to them like they are spiritually alive as well as physically alive. So I will say things to them um, around being grateful, around appreciating who they are and the gifts that they have. And I'll purposefully get them to wake up to the fact that they're more than just a guy coming to work to do a job on a truck. Uh, I ask questions about their family. How's your family doing? Uh, and these are, these are all dynamics that wake us up spiritually. And I, I, so to me, the spiritual fabric, again, is not about a belief system. It's about a way you live a way you think, and a way you see. Mm -hmm. And so I see the spirit alive in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and then I choose to be verbal about that and honor that and call that out and affirm people when they do kind things and great things for one another because that's their spirit living and breathing mm -hmm. and having its being as well. I see. Okay. Thing. So, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very practical. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think the minute somebody mentions the word spiritual, like don't talk about religion here, it, they, they set it as a category of, well, this is divisive or it's, uh, it's very one-sided or, and, and where did we learn that anyway? Well, we learned it from churches who say, this is the truth, the only truth, and nothing but the truth. And if right. you don't believe like we believe, then you don't believe at all. Well, right. we, we, we've taught that to our culture, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And whereas the spiritual part that I'm talking about is, is the internal me, and it's alive. And it doesn't have to do with how many Bible verses I know or don't know, yeah. or doctrines I embrace or don't embrace. It's a way I see people mm -hmm. that it's a uh, maybe I'll risk the word energy mm -hmm. it's the energy inside of people and I want to notice it because mm -hmm. it's always good when it's working yeah mm -hmm. energy is always good when it's working <laughs> and they yep. just need yep. to know that they are all those things that that is in yes. them you're so you're just yes. you're helping point to highlight Hey, you do this thing really well. You're alive when you do this. Thank I see you. The energy yes. that you bring yes. when you're yes. sign painting that truck or you're taking yes. care of your yes. spouse. Um, yes. That is not just a physical presentation. That is also a, a spirit. No. That's also it is spirit. I think when we are when we are actually caring for one another. In, at any capacity of relationship, th that's the spiritual side of us alive and functioning properly. 
because we are acting like our maker. Yeah. Who cares for us beyond reason. Uh, we mm -hmm. call it grace. Uh, we, we are always impacted by kindness and compassion and thoughtfulness and, and uh, all of those things are ways that our spirit communicates to others. And so I like to be alive that way. I like to move around in my world, living like that, acting like that. I want to know, I want people to know that I genuinely love them and think about them and care for them. Yeah. Well, you do uh, that. that they're not, they're not just passers by. They are, I see them and they're valuable and, and I, I hope to know them better as I move through life. Yes. Yeah. So I um, just wanted to, I guess here I'll share my worldview and it is in a paragraph form. I'm not, that's just how I wrote it out here. Um, I put my worldview is quite simple. At least I think it is. <laughs> I believe <laughs> in a greater good rather than a greater evil. I do Thank believe you. love wins and not only will win, but has already won. We yes. aren't fighting anything. We simply wake up to what already is in existence in the realm of good. Yes. I believe people are inherently good and just don't know it yet. The minute we think we're better than anyone or any, let's see, or have a right way of thinking is the moment in which we don't, which you kind of touched on yes. as well, right? <laughs> yes. All behavior is justified and most common people are just trying to live their life the best they can. Yes. My worldview is that we should be more concerned about our family, neighbors, cities, and social justices over politics or conformity. I yes. believe things on the earth have gotten better and will only increase as long as we are willing to look forward and trust we are completely in the hands of a loving, trying God. Yes. People with their perspectives and hearts are the most powerful thing on the earth, and we have the power to direct all things of the earth. But if we succumb to fear disunity, arguments, marginalizing, and not humble in our thinking, we will continue to repeat what humanity continues yeah. to live through. Wars, slavery, brutality, hatred, etc. What we look at, so into, believe, structure our thinking around is what we become. If we believe and listen to and think we are doomed, then we will be. If we think we can heal and create new, then we can. Yeah. Each person is sincerely, completely, and wholly unique and wonderful, and any other message is incorrect. Yeah. We ought to celebrate individuals and not focus on the bad because each of us is flawed in some way. Mm. So there's my paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's and that it sounds a lot loaded. like yours. <laughs> yeah, it's it's loaded. That's loaded. In a in a good way. I mean, that there's so many facets of that. Um that I think are just really just healthy ways to live and see. Yeah. Um, it's uh, so how are, how are you? So you're able to write a paragraph. Yeah. How are you, how are you, what's daily, a daily life mm. for you with carrying that paragraph on your heart or just in your mind? Yeah. That's what are question. some things during your day that, that are are influenced by that view, by mm, that. Yeah. Uh, maybe some practices, or uh, mm -hmm. or maybe even 
an experience or two that you've had where you saw your world hard (laughs) (laughs) where you saw well just where you saw your worldview make a difference like oh i know i used to see that that way i don't see it that way anymore yeah right right yeah um i mean it's it's hard to pinpoint one at this very moment because you're asking me right you got me thinking about it right um (laughs) but i feel like almost my entire life has been changed from this worldview. Like I, I see, um, people in general different. I'm not, um, I'm not looking for the bad in people. Now there are, it's not perfect, you know, like there's for sure certain things and certain people that still get on my nerves or I find things that I'm like, ah, and so, um, to continue, practicing and and being aware that this is what I want to believe about people um right. is good uh but you know I think probably for me it comes close people closest to me my family members yeah. um the people I work with um I believe that mm-hmm. they they get this from me the impression that I'm not that I that I think the best of them that yes um they're good and they contain good um that yes. they're powerful in what they do. Um, I do try to be someone who listens. I also do do voice my opinion at times, but I do listen and do try to create space and, and listen for that timing um, yes. of when I can say something, like if it's an opposing idea. The people who are feeling marginalized, mm-hmm. I believe these they're they're authentic they're true and we got to quit dismissing like all yes. the people of the earth that are yes. crying out right they're yes. yes they want justice um and i i don't want to dismiss that and we we shouldn't and i think rather than just keep putting our feet in the mud and our our uh what do they call it in the sand head in the sand um yeah. we instead go i'm going to pay attention this is real and yes. let's together see if we can't form some ideas about how we yes. get, make this better. So I think it's more yes. of there's a there's a it's a digging, right? It's a finding the good. Yes. They have there has to be good in this situation. Where is it? That's right. Where's yeah. the where's the solution? Yeah. Um, and that's that's, a, that's probably more how I'm thinking about everything's mm-hmm. good. It's like no, not yeah. everything's good. Everything. <laughs> has oh. has trials and and can be hard but there must be a solution to the good somewhere yes i i really like how you phrase that because that that indicates that you believe there's more mm-hmm. and it's it's then being willing to go on the search where where is that who carries that maybe i carry that or maybe my na- neighbor carries that yeah and and needs a friendship or uh, an encouragement to kind yeah. of unpack that so we can all live in what they know or what yeah. they what they carry yeah i i heard a really moving story this week my wife shared with me uh it's been well publicized but nonetheless it's to the point <laughs> so dolly dolly pardon is a very large philanthropist in our culture and but I love that she uh, had a vision because she grew up 
in a part of our country where no no children had books. And so she's used a, a major portion of her wealth to now uh, anybody that writes in and says, I would like a child to receive a book. And if she can get a mailing address, then that child gets a new book every month. Mm. And, it's, and it's totally on her nickel because she believes children should be in a world where they can read, learn, and grow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, children's books are a way to do that. And uh, so I just, I love that because that's what you're talking about is. Yeah. So Dolly can't change the public perception or the politics of the U.S., but she can provide children with books. Yeah. So she set herself to do that. And that's what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You set, you set yourself where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, as we were talking to the picture I kind of got, or the feeling picture was, I guess I just see that the earth, it's almost like there's hidden gems everywhere. And we're yes. the ones that have to go find, find it. Yes. It's yes. all, it's all, it's like, it's there. It's just, are you going to find it? Do you see it? Yes. Will you do the digging um, and yes. the quest to find where, the answer is where the wisdom is at, yes. where, yep. um, the solutions to the things yes. are. And I just, I think that the earth contains them. Um, I'm, and I mean, earth in all kinds of ways in people and our plants and our earth in <laughs> the ground. Yeah. I mean, in yes. just whatever is before us there, there must be solutions, ideas, yes. um, that people get. Um, and so it's, I, you know, I've been told before that I have rose colored glasses because of that, because <laughs> I, I do know. think that way. Yeah. Um, and so my worldview, I guess, is a little rose colored, but that's my worldview. That's how it yep. works. <laughs> that's how it works. And, and can I just say, as long as that brings the best out in you, mm. then keep wearing those glasses because they they look good on you. (laughs) Thank you for being with us today. Without all of us participating in our communities and neighborhoods, we can't possibly reach the depths of our purpose and being human. We invite you to participate in our extended community outside of listening and join on Zoom calls with us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. To get further information and our link, you can email the socially modern neighbor at gmail.com. All social media handles and additional websites can be found in the podcast description. Please also leave any helpful reviews and share with your friends and family as we grow together to become the socially modern neighbor.